Maybe don't know. Maybe don't. This time, 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 Three reasons why soft grades matter. I'll come clean. I'm a defender of soft grades. In my opinion, they not only matter, but they're necessary for growth and balance. Does that mean I'm against stiff grades? Not at all. In fact, if we didn't have soft grades, wouldn't stiff grades just be your average, everyday, normal grades? Honestly, I'm bothered a little every time that I hear someone disparage or choose not to do a certain climb because it's considered soft. I should just let the ridiculousness of it float away in the breeze, but it's a tough one for me to let go of for whatever reason. I feel the same defensiveness when Sierra Blair Coyle's dissed, but that's a different story for another day. Here's a fact for you. When you do a rock climb and log it on your 8A, no matter what grade you give it or what grade the guidebook gives it, the difficulty of said rock climb does not change. It's exactly the same amount of challenging for you, no matter what number you or anyone else attaches to it. Hard to argue, right? So let's talk some of the reasons why soft grades should remain exactly what they are. One, progress. For the sake of progress, we need soft grades. The next logical step from a stout 12A is still a soft 12B, no matter what your ego wants to do. I've seen dozens of climbers spend months adding half-pound weights to each successive hangboard workout and then want to jump to the next stout grade when they get outside. Why throw out the logical progression when your time is limited and it matters most? Is your ego controlling things? Two quality. You know what? Some of those buttersoft 12Bs are really fucking good. Some of those super stout 12Bs really fucking suck. Frankly, I'll take a five-star inflated V7 over a two-star sandbagged V9 every single day. Don't get me wrong. I'll climb both, but I'll recommend the V7 over and over while the V9 will be just another tick. Grades have absolutely nothing to do with quality ratings. And for me, quality is a far better reason to climb something. Three, sanity. Let's be honest here. Grades are already confusing enough. Imagine if we tried to consolidate so that all grades are solid. We'd have to create a new grade range for those climbs at the low end of each spectrum. 12B minus, V9A plus. It's only going to get more complicated with further delineation. I suppose if you really want to, you should just go ahead and do it. Ultimately, you're free to grade things however you want with whatever system you so desire. Just don't be surprised when nobody wants to discuss why that V6 you just did should only get V5D. Maybe all of you who are staunch supporters of the stout should just acquiesce to the existence of soft grades. I mean, without them, you'd have nothing with which to prop up your teetering egos.
I am Brianna Mazzolini Blanchard. Um, I live in Cincinnati. I am on the board of directors for the Red River Gorge Climbers Coalition. I um, hilariously bought my husband off of Amazon. No. <laughs> um, I have been married for 10 years. Uh, my husband's my climbing partner. You know, we get to do life together and we have an almost five-year-old son who tags along on all of our adventures and, uh, yeah, that's that's who I am. So I want to hear a little about this initiative you've yeah. started. I I saw the photos from yeah. RockQuest, you know, um, and I'm really interested in knowing what's happening there. So totally. fill yeah, us in. So- we were really grateful. We being um, the RGCC was really grateful to get um, some funding from ALA One, which is a soda company in Kentucky, really popular. Mm-hmm. And they were basically like, here's some money, whatever your heart desires in terms of diversity, equity, equitable access, you know, go do it. And uh, here's Good. some money to start it. And one thing, you know, the team had a lot of really fantastic ideas. And But one thing in the midst of COVID that felt really practical um, as gyms were starting to open back up was, you know, let's uh, offer a night of free climbing and let's offer it to groups of people that might not be able to access the gym. And mm-hmm. so uh, we were able to and have been able to offer you know, free climbing nights to folks from marginalized communities. So black, brown, indigenous, people of color, um, you know, the, L- the queer LGBTQ community, um, folks from the adaptive community. Um, so not only are we able to offer free climbing and free gear rental to that, to that group, uh, we're also able to offer free climbing to folks who are brand new to climbing or cannot afford the means. Um, and so rock cool. quest- yeah, thank you. RockQuest and Climb Time um, here in Cincinnati have been so awesome as these first two gyms. You know, those are my home gyms, and it was so great to get them on board to start this. Um, and, you know, I see a lot of, like, um, affinity groups and, like, spaces for maybe one particular um, group of people or community, but I really wanted to make sure we were able to, you know, hit hit these three different communities of, like, not only people of color and folks from historically marginalized communities, but like also if you're a first time climber, we want to offer a space for you to come in and climb with other, maybe more seasoned climbers. And if you can't afford it, regardless of you know how you identify, we want to uh, create the space for you too. Um, and so, you know, other gyms are reaching out and my friends are sharing it all over the place and we're getting yeah. really excited about it. And, I hope it grows. Um, I'm really excited about what can happen with it here, you know, in the Midwest and potentially in the Southeast. Um, I'm just super grateful and super encouraged um, by it. So hoping, you know, we do it every month, um, once a month right now, and we're kind of alternating between gyms at the moment. But I've got big dreams, man, and I'm hoping that it grows and we can just offer free climbing to like as many people as possible because it is such an entry thing to the sport that we love. You know, a lot of people don't have access to even afford coming to the gym. And so to yeah. be able to, to bridge that gap there at the very least, and then, you know, more that we can do possibly down the road is just gonna, I mean, we're out here, like we're out here in, in, in numbers. And so 
Like we just, it's just so important to have these spaces. I'm, I'm sure people can hear the smiling in your words, but I wish people could see your face when you're talking about this too, because there's, there's an obvious, you know, wealth of passion behind this coming from you. And I think that means so much. And I know that a lot of gym owners, managers, headsetters, coaches listen to this podcast. So yeah. I will get info for them to reach out to you and it'll be in the show notes. You know, if anybody wants to figure out how to get a, a similar program happening at their gym, events happening at their gym, then they can reach out to you directly. So yeah, that'd be amazing. Thank you. Yeah. You know, that kind of in, in my like reaching for a segue that I like to do, um, <laughs> that kind of leads me into this one of the things about climbing that that's so kind of insidious in that you know we may we may talk as climbers about grades which we fucking love to do you know um and not mean to harm someone you know by talking about how this grade is soft or whatever um but we often do you know, we do end up harming people's, you know, their, their own self-confidence mm -hmm. on our own comments. And, and I think it's something we could do away with. And we have talked on this podcast about, we don't really like the word soft, but when I wrote the book, my thought was, I can't, I can't change the use of that word necessarily. Yeah. People are going to use it. So I'm going to defend the word because I think there's such value in soft grades. They have to be there. How do you, how the hell do you have a hard grade if you don't have a soft grade? You know, it, it just sure. can't happen. Mm -hmm. We're going to start trying to slice up each grade category even into even smaller and smaller pieces. Um, so trying to turn it into something that isn't a detractor for new climbers, for people who are excited about climbing their first V4 and it might be a soft V4, but mm -hmm. so the fuck what? It's still a V4. Right, right, right. Yeah. You know? So this chapter for me was a kind of a really personal one because I, mm -hmm. I just I never understood the, the like downing of soft grades. Yeah. And, and it made, you know, I, I see the value so much in them because even for me personally, you know, I remember my, you know, my husband got in really into climbing way before I was even interested. And he would even like argue that I hated it because of how much he loved it. And I didn't. Mm -hmm. And so I would go into the gym and just, you know, get on the easiest thing and climb that while he did whatever it was that he was doing. But one day I got on that soft V4 in the gym and like something clicked in my head and I was like, wow, maybe I can do this. Maybe I can try a little harder. Mm -hmm. And that was the propelling point for me. Like that soft V4 that I got on or whatever you want to call it, um, had that not been there and had I not tried that out, I wouldn't be where I am and, you know, wherever I hope to go. And it really motivated me to try harder. And then, you know, I got to climb a hard V4 or whatever yeah. it, without them. And, and, and even speaking to like some of these new climbers that are going to come through, you know, with this initiative or what, you know, anything that anyone else chooses to do um, those soft grades are, are what's going to 
almost like bring people in and make them believe in themselves and that they're pos- like it's possible for them to climb harder. Um, you know, that soft before is the thing that we need before we can climb that hard before. And it just, it, it pushes us to believe that climbing is something we can do. Um, so I'm all about it. I love it. And yeah, people are going to be out there, you know, dissing the soft V7 that you do for the first time or whatever it is. But, um, you know, it's, it's the thing that needs to happen before you can, maybe before you then can go out and, and, and try the next harder thing for you and it's all right. subjective too like that's soft exactly. before really hard before for somebody else yeah exactly who the fuck knows <laughs> what what the grades mean enough that you can say mm-hmm. oh that's soft that's hard you know you can only really relate it to your own experience you know you have no idea how it feels for anyone else mm-hmm. and i mean I argue this on Instagram all the damn time because I, I, I'm always putting charts up about grades and how ridiculous yeah. they are. And, and someone inevitably is always like, well, no, V4 always feels like V4. And I'm like, well, then you've only climbed one V4 and you have no idea what the fuck you're talking about because I, I can't possibly, I've climbed, I've climbed a hundred 513s. I can't possibly tell you the difference between 12D and 13A. I can't. I, I no clue, you know. <laughs> I've climbed 12Ds that I thought were 13B. I've climbed yeah. 13Bs that I thought were 12C. Uh, I don't know, you know, and no one else does either. Right. But the fact is, even if we could objectively grade things, that soft grade is the next logical step from the hard grade below it. Right. And why not use those as a springboard? You know, I, I want to seek out the thing that suits me the best in the mm-hmm. next grade level, you know, and start there. It doesn't mean I'm going to stop there. I'm going to build around it as much as possible, but it just makes sense for me to start on whatever the, you know, air quotes soft grade is. Yeah. So. And and I really think that, too, when you really hold that stigma of like, oh, soft grades are bad, you prolong your progress because you Abs- might be out yeah. here seeking this hard B whatever or hard 12A, and it takes you three times as long as if you'd just like gone and climbed the soft 12 day, 12A and you could have, you know what I mean? So right. it really does prolong any progression when you hold so tightly to the soft, hard, ego-driven mindset, um, instead of just climbing it, just climb it, move on, and, and it is yeah. what it is. And it's yeah, only I mean, going to be a better climber. Yeah, we can look at really high-profile examples, like say um, when Fred Nicole established what at the time was considered the world's first V15, which was Dreamtime. Dreamtime has since been called, you know, entry-level V15 at best. Do you think Fred Nicole fucking cares that that it's an entry-level V15? No, he doesn't care whether it's V14 or V15, you know, and it still is one of the most famous rock climbs in the world. You're not going to look at anybody who's climbed Dreamtime and go, oh, that's just, that's just soft, you know, it doesn't matter. Do, do a real V15, why don't you? You know, that's, that's not how it's going to go. So 
soft V3 is no different. You know, it's just right. a springboard into, into the grade. So I agree completely. I agree completely. And, and like you said earlier, you know, it's, it's, it can be a triggering word, but it's almost, Absolutely. Like, what else do we, what, what else do we use? You know, there, there's a conversation that needs to be had about certain words that are truly triggering and shouldn't belong in our language and things like that anymore. And, and yeah, I think, you know, but I, I don't think that anyone's going to stop calling them soft grade. Like the ego is just too strong of a, of a thing to really make anybody quit, but it's not a bad thing. It shouldn't be a bad thing. Yeah, I agree. You know, I've, there are a lot of things I've climbed that when I do them, I'm like, Oh, well that felt squishy. You know, that's, that's definitely low in the grade and that's fine. It was ridiculously fun. You know, you're not, you're literally not changing the rock climb at all. If you called it hard V6 or soft V7. I don't care. It's the, the exact same rock climb. It's the exact same amount of fun. It was the exact yeah. same amount of challenge. Right. You and can I put whatever people, label you want. Right. And I wish that people really, truly focused on, you know, oh, that climb was fun or that climb was challenging. Let me learn something from it instead of needing to be so driven by the grades. I mean, that's my own personal perspective anyway. They're important, but, you know, I think sometimes it's the end all be all all the time. Mm-hmm in climbing and it can be really damaging mentally. I mean, absolutely damaging mentally, especially, you know, when people want to, you know, you, you go out and send something that was really difficult for you. And then all of a sudden you hear someone call it soft for whatever reason. And, uh, that can be really damaging on, you know, your, to you personally, especially if you've been working really hard, uh, for your own personal progress and whatnot. And I don't think it's not, not nearly the most important thing. Like, did you enjoy it? Did you learn something? Um, did it challenge you? What can you take from it to the next hard climb you want to try? And and if we can operate in that mindset, which is a mindset that I'm really still learning. Um, sure, sure. You know, I'm not a growth Me too. mindset person. I was very fixed mindset. And um, really only up until I started uh, climbing and became friends with Tyler, did I really start to grow uh, mm. as a climber and see the smaller wins inside of the big win, which is this end. And so, you know, I try to always look at it more of like, oh, did I learn something? Was it fun? Was the movement cool? Did it challenge me to do something? Because every day and any day, a compression slope or boulder is going to, regardless of the grade, is going to be way harder for me than climbing a crimp rail. And so, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's, I mean, I'd probably fall off of a V3, you know, in that style. So that's my weakness. And, and so, I don't know, it's just so subjective that yeah, uh, and, these negative words can really be a hindrance. Yeah. And it's also, you know, we live in this, this little bubble where we do communicate in these numbers constantly, you know, mm-hmm. that that's the way we talk about rock climbing, you know, how hard is it? How often do you hear that phrase constantly, you know, outside and in the gym. And then we somehow want to give our opinion on this grade as if it's this objective thing. We make a statement about it. And then we want to make this other, you know, seemingly contradictory statement of, Oh, grades don't matter, dude. Just, you know, just climb for yourself, you know, but 
But here we just spent this entire time talking about grades, using that as a means of communication, making this statement as if we know what we're talking about. And then we're like, oh, grades don't matter. It, It doesn't really compute for climbers who are learning in that environment. You know, it's a it's a hard thing to parse out in my brain. And I've been doing this for 25 years. So it's tricky. It is. And I think, you know, as climbing is growing and people are getting into it, you know, the last thing that they need, especially as it expands to involve more folks from various community groups that maybe haven't been introduced to climbing before, or maybe have, and just want to feel included in it. Like mm-hmm. this is a real surefire, easy way to make someone not feel a part of something. Yeah. And it's really easy to do because there is in a sense, this, um, spirit of, um, exclusive, like that climbing is exclusive, like in certain spaces. And so yeah, totally throwing is. around, soft grades and hard grades and you know you want to like that can be a hindrance to people that really want to try it out for the first time and um or you know might be making slow progress as a beginner or something like that um but you're you know you're absolutely right like we say all day oh it doesn't matter but then we have a half an hour long conversation about it right so it's it's definitely there it's there um but i guess you know how we choose to use it uh, you know, is important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Funny conversation to try and have, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love struggling through these conversations without answers, you know, right. and, but I, I appreciate again, you, you sitting down. I'm so glad that you're out there. I'm glad that, that I have you in my circle and, you know, I can't wait to see where, these initiatives go where your next idea takes you, you know, and how your climbing evolves over the years. But I'm, I'm glad you're in this space. So, so thank you for that. This was great. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow success or mastery. We don't tweet. We scream like Eagles. This time, 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 this